everybody. Welcome to Optional Opinion. I'm your host, Eddie V. Thank you guys for joining me. It's good to be back, uh, ready to give you guys a really interesting topic. <laughs> uh, I kind of, I, I asked one of my friends this question, and I kind of had this one planned out for a long time, but I kind of wanted to know uh, what some people thought about it before I did this podcast uh, episode. And you guys probably see it definitely in the title uh, of the show. But I kind of want to ask, and this might seem kind of weird, but yeah, I have to ask, is Chrono Trigger influential over the Final Fantasy series? Um, we have a lot of Final Fantasy games. And we really have like two and a half games of the Chrono Trigger series. Um, two and a half is because there was one in Japan that I think was like an uh, audio novel or something like that. Um, I know Retronauts covered it way back in the one-up days. Um, and, you know, we have Chrono Trigger, of course, and Chrono Cross. And so I kind of, it got really got me wondering, um, you know, is since Chrono Trigger was a very big game, and Final Fantasy is still a very big game uh, as a series, I always wonder which one not holds more weight, but what which one has kind of affected the genre of role playing games and even kind of the video game industry. So um, I, I I had to do some research, and I like I said I had to talk to some people about this. Um, but before we get into that, I'm going to give some Final Fantasy history first. Um, the series was created by Hibonobu Sakaguchi. Um, the first game was published in 1987 on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, there are 15 main games, two online titles, multiple side games, and five movies. Uh, Nobu Umatsu composed multiple soundtracks for it. Um, and I put this one in, uh, because I didn't know if it was Final Fantasy V, but here in America, uh, we go by kind of like the, how the games were released. Um, the changing of the battle system or like kind of evolving was after seven. So, uh, like seven changed it a little bit, but it was still kind of you select menus. Um, eight changed it up when you were able to do, uh, junctions and magic and attacks and stuff like that. And then nine kind of brought it back to, uh, the old school style, but still has some evolution. And then 10 kind of just, uh, 10 did a different battle system where you were still like running into loading stuff. Um, but you know, you would have different ways of getting powerful in that. Um, and, uh, and, you know, you was, you had a board and unlocking different magic. So you were limited on to what you could do, depending on how many points you could spend to unlock things. Um, and then when it came to 12, it took it to an MMO route. So that changed the whole battle system. And then you have 13, which also changed it with the paradigm, uh, system. Uh, and then when it got to 14, cause that's the MMO, and then 15 changed it up some more. So, uh, the battle system kind of after seven here in America and a little bit in Japan. Uh, I think when it came to uh, Final Fantasy seven and, uh, everyone, everyone around the world started getting that system, uh, 
we start seeing more of the uh, sequels uh, all being mainstream uh, and mainline. Um, you know, we do have Final Fantasy Tactics. That's one of the big side games. Um, but, you know, we got like Chuck, uh, Chuckable Racing, um, you know, uh, one of the games that came for Wii. Um, and even with what we get in with the Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy, uh, like releases from seven excluding eight nine ten eleven and twelve i mean nine ten and twelve coming to very uh various platforms and stuff so kind of you know that's a little bit just a history of final fantasy and you know we all can pick our favorite characters in final fantasy that's one thing that pretty much each game has going for itself there are characters and uh final fantasy that we just truly love um definitely one of my favorites is vivi and Orin. um i love i love cloud i respect them i love era uh tifa's my girl i love her too um and kind of, and kind of i love the cast of seven um and the cast of nine um lulu from uh final fantasy 10 is my girl um i love her too just her voice act, the person who voice acted her and how caretick she was and her magic attacks are very powerful. Um, I really, uh, I love some of the characters in 12 also. Um, but you know, like eight, I can't say much about it because that's the least one that I'm feeling. Um, I don't, I'm gonna say this. I don't fully dislike eight. I can say that. I think I dislike uh, parts of eight, uh, and that's mainly due to the battle system. That that's the that's the only thing. I don't hate eight or anything like that. I just dislike the battle system on how it was done um, for that. Um, but you know, it's a good it's a good story. I, you know, it's a long it's a very long game. It's kind of confusing at times, but you know it has a strong cast in that one too. So I don't fully like I said, I fully don't dislike or hate a. I just dislike the battle system um, for that. And luckily they did they got rid of that battle system when it came to Final Fantasy IX. It kind of went old school. They kind of treated Final Fantasy IX like a continuation of the Super Nintendo uh, Final Fantasy, which is kind of odd that Square square at that time uh before they came square soft um when final fantasy 3 which is known in america as final fantasy 6 actually came to america i'm surprised that square never published anything for sega genesis i kind of wonder what will a square a square soft game look like and be like on the sega genesis in fact what if chrono trigger came to the sega genesis Secret of Mana came to the Sega Genesis because of the Sega CD. Since Super Nintendo didn't have a Sega CD, they're very interesting. A, a very interesting. I'm, I'm I'm going to have to have a conversation with a lot of people about that, and I think that one is going to be definitely fun to have. Uh, but that is some history of uh, just a little bit quick history because everybody know about the Final Fantasy series, um, and you know with Final Fantasy 13 actually becoming backwards compatible for Xbox One, you guys could research that game and enjoy all three games uh final fantasy uh 13 uh 13 and lightning returns and i gotta say lightning is one of my favorite female characters from the series um i will put her second to lulu um 
and hopefully people don't get mad about that but lulu is kind of at the top uh lightning is second and tifa is third i love tifa tifa i, I she she was my number one until i played final fantasy 10 and then had to move her down and then i seen how great lightning is uh and i know her persona her personality her characteristics and what they uh square enix were trying to attend um uh, for that but uh i love her character design and i and i just love how you know how strong will she is trying to be in that game and so and put it first she's like the first female protagonist of uh the final fantasy series so i really do enjoy that Aerith is four uh for me down that line and then there'll just be other characters that fall in uh as female characters um for that uh, but yeah, th- that's just a little bit of the history of Final Fantasy. Um, and I, I know that I'm not including like Final Fantasy 1 and 2 because I haven't really played those games. Um, 4 and 5, I, 5 I tried to play on the PlayStation 1 but didn't. Um, I know I played Final Fantasy 2 and 3. The DS remakes I played and I don't really enjoy those. Um, and I just, but I just don't remember them. They just don't, uh, bring any, kind of like significant remembrance to me but i know that i played them so and i didn't get the finishing which i have those copies and i need to kind of load them up and play them again which is something that would be cool if it came to switch i, I think those games would do fine if they actually came to switch but when i come back we're going to jump into some chrono trigger history also and i will be right back <laughs> Let's jump into some Chrono Trigger history. 
Um, it was created by the Dream Team. Uh, Sakaguchi, once again, he helped uh, make this game. Uh, Yuji Hori, he did the music for um for it. Uh, no, he didn't do the uh, music for this. I'm sorry. Uh, but he also helped in Akira Toriyama, who did uh, the character designs for this. Uh, it was composed by Yusunori Matsuda. Uh, the first game was published in 1995. Um, it only had one other game, which is Chrono Cross. And like I mentioned earlier, it had another game um, that I, that uh, that came to my remembrance. But it was like an audio kind of style game. Um, for it, uh, uh, and then you know they added new game plus and later uh some animated scenes, and so um, what I mean later by animated scenes is that uh, when it came out to Super Nintendo, they didn't really have fully cut scenes. Um, it did Square Enix uh or SquareSoft at that time um uh, ported it over to um playstation one and when they did that they added some animated cutscenes. and then later people who got the game for the ds uh they ended up getting a better version like there wasn't much loading in it so they got the full game from the super nintendo and they got those animated scenes they could they could see on their ds um and later it did come to wii um, and the Super Nintendo version, um, in this original form. Then Chrono Cross, uh, I mean, then that audio game happened, and then Chrono Cross happened after that, which came out for PlayStation One. So, um, and Chrono Trigger is a story about uh, you play a, a person named Chrono, and you go and to meet your friends, uh, in this world, and you go to uh visit uh this um kind of go visit this amusement park or the celebration and you're looking around and you're uh learning stuff and you're getting silver and uh you kind of learn the battle system when you go into fight this robot it's kind of like a trainer thing um and it's kind of interesting to see uh and then you get to a point where you bump into um the princess um, you don't know who she is, um, but, uh, you know, you just bump into this girl and she's following you around and you're helping her kind of enjoy, um, the festivities. And then when you get up to the top, top of the screen, there's a part where they're doing the experiment time travel. They show kind of one thing that happens and another person gets ported to the other side. And it's kind of amazing. It's shocking people. Um, but when the princess like uh inv- do me and do me, she goes in and they're just like okay sure um and it's actually Luca, uh Chrono's friend uh who was doing the experiment. So when uh Luca hits it down, uh it hits her emblem kind of affects what's going on, and a portal opens and it takes uh the princess to um another world. Or another time, I should say. And Chrono goes in to go help her, uh, to go find her. And then the story evolves from there. And you meet other characters. One of the big ones for a lot of people is Frog. And he was a warrior who kind of got, uh, who like fought a battle for the princess, kind of like was a protector. And, um, she ended up, um, he ended up getting turned into a frog by, um, 
one of these evil wizards and he couldn't find he he thought that if he would beat the wizard um you know he may have a chance of getting his human side but his dialogue and his mannerisms and it is really really just like it shows how uh how humble he is but actually shows how strong of a knight he was um and it, it goes on from there and kind of uh, uh kind of you know just uh, resembles on some things about class um about like being bullied and things of that nature and just other stuff and uh it was a game that when you did something at one time it would affect something else in another time um and pretty much you know you have to play the game to find out what the story is about but um it really is so good and um one of the big things about it when i mentioned new game plus was that um everything that you did in the game to better your party like getting strong fighting weapons and uh equipment and stuff like that you were able to start the game up again and carry that information over so if you wanted to go through the whole game the same way that you played for the first time but kind of kind of go through a little bit quicker or get a little bit more powerful you were it, it saved your information and it realized that hey you put in this work you build up this party um now it's time for you to go if you want to go through the whole game you can and they did it for a reason because Chrono Trigger is one of the first games that's kind of, and I'm probably going to be talking about uh, why it's influential. It's it's kind of one of the first games that I recognize that have multiple endings um, in a role playing game. And the way that you go about it is going to be up to you as the player. So um, it's still, you know, it's still a great game, but that's what kind of created this uh, episode it's just like when i think about chrono trigger when i think about final fantasy i'm like what really which one really affected um the role playing guy role play game genre and kind of affected video games in general um and i think that's kind of with uh, uh, the influential definitely if you guys listen to my uh beauty of video games volume four which you guys should read on ngrradio.com and check out the uh, uh podcast with episodes that i talked to a lot of people with um uh, i kind of talked about i did a uh, thing about you know characters being influential you know characters that um last with you for years to come that they just do something to not something to you but you the reason why you have a affinity and a love for them um and one of these or maybe even both to some people Chrono trigger and final fantasy is influential to the to everybody um in various ways um, but I kind of wonder which one, that's why I, I did create this episode and talk to other people, just like which one that really stands out. If you had to make a official decision of which one stood out, uh, which one would it be? So uh, when I come back, uh, we're going to talk about what would make Chrono Trigger influential over Final Fantasy. And I will be right back. <laughs> Oh, 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 
So, what would make Chrono Trigger influential? Well, fighting enemies in front instead of zooming in. Yes, um, they dubbed it as the active time battle. Um, and that was because you were able to see the enemies uh, right in front of you. And if you wanted to avoid them, you could find a way to avoid them. Sometimes they would jump out. They would be hidden by trees or something. And it was unexpected. Um, but when you did touch an enemy, you guys would get into a certain place. Uh, and then you would start uh, fighting enemies. And in that manner um right then and there um combining magical and physical attacks now reason why this is kind of influential is that in a lot of rpgs um at the time you kind of had one person as uh the attacker and one person that was uh, a match uh you know that dealt with magic um and no other game that i know before credit trigger combined the two so there were times that you could do uh, two people who could do it, or all three in a party could go in and do a magical attack. And uh, you, depending on who you had in your party, because even at times you didn't even have to have Chrono in your party, you were able to uh, mix it up with whoever that you wanted to. Um, you got all you guys you find out which works and uh which one would do uh typical damage not well not typical damage a high level of damage in which was effective um and, and it's very interesting to see how you were able to experiment and come together and i've never played another rpg in a while that was able to combine like two attacks or uh three characters to attack uh to do one fully attack it has been in other games it has been adopted in other games but chrono trigger was to me personally like kind of the first one uh to see it and i kind of wish that there were more to it um uh, multiple indies, like I said earlier, uh, in the uh, 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 in Chrono Trigger, there are nine uh, endings, um, and depending on where you decide to beat the game, or or even how you want to beat the game, and when I say that is that you can actually beat the game without Chrono at one point in time in this game. Um, you can actually beat the game at the beginning of Chrono Trigger. So you, of course, you have to play through the whole game first. But if you are powerful and you grind like crazy through your first playthrough, you can go to uh, Lavos, who is um, the main enemy, the main antagonist in this game. Right at the beginning at the festival, you could go in and literally fight him one on one if you want to. Um, now you could probably. Uh, uh, wait till you get all the party members that you need or you can really just uh do a little bit in the beginning um get whatever you need and once you get back to your time uh or chronos time you could go up to them and like literally fight and uh defeat them so it's very interesting to see um you know it, it's very interesting to see how that uh plays out uh so it's up to you on when you want to do it and also you can actually uh defeat a character or have that character join you you, you know it, it really is up to you 
um, on how to do it. Uh, also, there is a and I and you just gotta play the game to understand. It's it's so good. Chrono Trigger is just so good uh, and very creative and thoughtful. How things for planning, um, preventing moments from happening. Um, there are some optional things that you could do that could prevent stuff happening in this game. And normally in RPGs, um, preventing something to happen is considered as a side quest. And I mean, even though it's optional, uh. It doesn't have a, a effect on the game itself. Um, here in Chrono Trigger, you can prevent a certain part of the game, um, and it, you'll see the effects of it later on in the game. And I can't tell you which part it is because you, I, I do recommend that you guys play this game. Um, uh, like I mentioned earlier, finish the game without the main practice, um, protagonist. And like I said earlier, New Game Plus has kind of been in all these other genres of games. Not really so much in a Metroidvania game, um, but it kind of like if you look at Red Dead or if you look like at Grand Theft Auto or you look at some of these other games like Max Payne 3 um, or even God of War. Uh, look at that in Spider-Man nowadays. It's just like when you have worked so hard to build this character up, um, you can play the game from the beginning and carry those stats over. So it's very interesting to see. Now, I must say, though, uh, there's probably more things uh, making this game influential. Definitely with the Dream Team coming together to even create this game. Um, and Akira Toriyama, you know, and uh, Yuji, they were from the Dragon Quest series. Or Dragon Warrior for some of us Americans. They were from those games. And they weren't... They were somewhat seen as rivals with the Final Fantasy series, but they their the Dragon Quest series is held up up as high as the Final Fantasy series. So when they came together to make this game, it was just like, okay, you got people from Dragon Quest and people from uh the Final Fantasy series coming together to create this game and Squaresoft and Enix were two separate companies at this time and when Squaresoft bought Enix that's when you kind of realize like oh wow that's kind of cool that these developers because you never heard a developer from a not a rival company but if you want to say rival company that's fine come together to make this that's very big you do still see it nowadays that a lot of people from different companies and developers come together and make this game uh, uh, or make a game i should say um and it's interesting to see but that was big definitely back in the 90s so when i come back I'm going to t kind of talk about why it wouldn't make it inf influential. And some people might be shocked on why it isn't. And with that, everybody, I will be right back.
Why wouldn't Chrono Trigger be influential where Final Fantasy kind of would be? And I kind of had to think about this one in uh, in a sense because, like I stated earlier, that uh, both games could be influential, but if you had to decide which one was, um, some people might say Final Fantasy is and not so much Chrono Trigger. Um, and it might be because of the, some of these re- reasons. Where, uh, for one, the series and ideas never continue after Chrono Cross. Um, when Chrono Cross came out, um, it had some kind of, it had a little thing to do with Chrono Trigger, but it also felt like a separate game from it. It still had the Chrono, uh, name to it, but, you know, Chrono Cross and Chrono Trigger really felt different in a lot of ways from the battle systems, uh, to the characters that you meet and put in your party, um, the way that you beat the game. Like, I believe that there's only one way to really beat Chrono Cross. Um, and uh, that way really became frustrating for a lot of people. And definitely with this game being on PlayStation 1, um, you had to deal with a lot of loading time and not everything in the game worked very well. It was, it was, Chrono Cross kind of felt like a mess in a sense. And, you know, a lot, of, some people still love the game. Some people still respect the game, but it wasn't the sequel to Chrono Trigger that people were hoping for. Um, uh, it's not a strong cast like the FF series. Now, don't get me wrong. That might have literally blown your mind, what I just said, after all this love that I have for these characters. It really is. It's a strong cast. Chrono Trigger has a strong cast. But if you look at Final Fantasy VII, if you look at Final Fantasy X, you look at Final Fantasy IX, if you look at the hype of Final Fantasy fifteen, you could look at the uh cast of final fantasy 3 slash 6 you can look at a lot of games and look at the cast of characters in those games and really just pick out uh you could have a favorite game a favorite final fantasy game and that cast might be someone you truly truly love and adore final fantasy 7 is held highly as the heartbreak of rpgs um chrono trigger is up there and it could almost equal to it but uh, but because of what final fantasy 7 alone did you know being on uh telling a grandier story having these cutscenes, um some shocking things and revelations like if when you played that game in 1997 um when it came out you were unsuspectedly surprised at what happens throughout that game and so when at the final fantasy 7 came out it set a new precedent on how rpgs in this presentation is supposed to happen or it can happen or what we see it has evolved into um and really up to octopath traveler in a sense is that that feels like a old school Super Nintendo game. You know, it still has voice acting, which you don't get in a Super Nintendo game, but there's not really, uh, 
kind of like cutscenes and things like that. Everything is done in a sprite bra- sprite based presentation, and you really have not seen that in a long time. Not even in Atlas games, and you, of course Atlas is known for the Persona games, and that kind of could be influential in a sense. Definitely, Persona Three has been influential um, as a series and kind of changed the Persona franchise in a way, but. Final Fantasy 7 just holds so much kind of influential power that Chrono Trigger does it in a a way. Um, Well, Master Soundtracks along uh, blows uh, this one away. As great as the soundtrack as uh, Chrono Trigger is, and trust me, every track that you hear in uh, Chrono Trigger is worth listening. It has been covered many times. and you guys can even hear it in this episode in the in the breaks and stuff. You just be like, man, that sounds so good in that kind of arrangement and stuff. Final Fantasy Seven alone, and Final Fantasy Three, and Final Fantasy Nine, and Ten, and even Fifteen and Twelve. It's just like those soundtracks just stand out. And now, even though Uematsu didn't do all of the music for Final Fantasy uh, as a series, um. You can hear, you know the Moogle theme. You know uh, the Chocobo theme. I believe they have one. Um, and, like, you just hear different things, like the battle system, uh, Sephiroth, his battle system, uh, I mean, battle fight music. Like, you hear a lot of stuff throughout the Final Fantasy series that whether they be remixed or rearranged and stuff, you know that it belongs in a Final Fantasy game. And due to the fact that Chrono Trigger music does stand out, you really can't, if you look at it as a series, Chrono Cross doesn't have any kind of music that stands out or that people really talk about. Chrono Trigger, yes, it does. But there are other soundtracks in a Final Fantasy series um, that just like blows front of a chrono trigger now this is a kind of an unfair discussion in a sense that you're comparing one game to a whole series um and depending on how you see it maybe there are different games in the Final Fantasy series and what is done, there might be a lot of influential parts of it as that come together as a whole that makes that series stand out. There are sometimes a game that got outbeat a whole series. There are. And it depends on who is having the debate, the discussion, um, and the viewpoints uh to support it like the facts and stuff that support it you know it it really is up to that person who wants to hear it um uh, chrono cross didn't hurt the series but it wasn't the adventure most remember like i said it earlier uh, square themselves have no plans to revisit ever again or progress with it and that is th- part of the reason why chrono trigger is may not be of influential is that they never continue with the series um there might have been contracts there might have been uh development uh the people who come together but because of how this is is that they could still make another chrono trigger game they still could remake it and make it look better they still could do a chrono grant a chrono game set it in a new universe use different characters and it could it could be as if influential just like the final fantasy series and maybe play a lot of nods to 
um, Chrono Trigger. Now, if there were discussions to be made where Chrono Trigger could have a proper sequel by using the same characters, um, it may work. It, it may just work. We are definitely in a time that if anyone would need a RPG, uh, will be Chrono Trigger. Now, who, who, how, what the battle system may be, uh, who would develop it and stuff, um, uh, at Square Enix, I should say. And, you know, it, it's going to be, that would be up to Square Enix. Um, but yeah, I, I think because there wasn't follow ups to this game, and probably they they probably felt like Chrono Trigger was a story that it the way that it was told and how it wrapped up. There's nothing more to say about it, um, for it. And as great as this game sells and it continues to sell, maybe Square Enix and maybe the Dream Team felt that you know there are games that probably don't need a sequel. We did what we came to do. We told the story. It did its part. It affected the gaming culture. Um, we still it created our fans and it brought more fans to Squaresoft or, uh, at the time. It, it it did what it had to do. So we don't need a proper follow up. We love that this game told the story and wrapped it up. And that's kind of how Secret of Mana is. Now there is Second Desu Three. Uh, Secret of Mana 2 in, in Japan and stuff that you could probably you could import and play on your Switch but you know when when Secret of Mana when the Sega, uh, Super Nintendo CD didn't happen or the Super Nintendo uh, Nintendo Playstation I should say because uh, that's what it's going to be um, a lot of stuff got cut out of that game and Secret of Mana didn't really have a proper follow up to it meaning that there is Secret that says Sue 3, but that happens in a different time period and with different characters, different gameplay mechanics. Uh, with Secret of Mana, when it told its story and it wrapped up, all the characters went home, uh, uh, we stored what needs to be restored, and it ended. And, you know, it, it told the story, and that was it. And in Final Fantasy, that's how it is as a series also, is that Themes and sometimes some battle elements continue, uh, continue and progress in other in other games. But once the story is over, when the new Final Fantasy come out, it's a new universe, it's a new characters, a new time, and stuff like that. Um, now, of course, you do have Kingdom Hearts and everything right there that kind of play around with the Final Fantasy series. But you know, why why is Chrono Trigger not in the Kingdom Hearts series? That would be interesting, literally, to see. So, uh, but that might be a reason why Chrono Trigger might not be influential over the Final Fantasy series. So, when I come back, I'm going to talk about uh, seeing the influence. Um, and I will be right back.
seen the influence of Chrono Trigger. Um, and we kind of see more of that influence um, a little bit even in Final Fantasy, uh, in a sense. And so uh, I kind of want to uh, just talk about a little bit. And I kind of mentioned a lot, a lot of stuff uh, throughout the whole episode. So just going to get this one out the way. Of course, uh, most guys adopt the new game plus. I talked about that. Uh, multiple endings. I talked about that. Um, the fight mechanics. Um uh, like I spoke about that, combining um, different powers and stuff. Uh, but um, just the act of time battle, see enemies in there. Um, back in, and still to some people in Final Fantasy of earlier days, if I'm uh, like nine was, nine, no, 10 was the last one that kind of did it. Um, you had the zoom in effect. Um in, in, in a sense, Dragon Quest kind of did this too, that you had to zoom in effect, and you kind of still have that. It's just like you see an enemy, you walk into him, it's a zoom effect, and you that puts you into battle. Um, uh, with you being able just to have the fight right there, it didn't really take much time to load. So um, that personally, for me, like really kind of helped the game. Um, so that you could see that mechanic being influential and use in other games it's just like you know what to cut down the loading times and to have people really get into battle let's just have them fight right there right then and there and that's separate from action adventure role-playing games like zelda or secret of mana and stuff like that or even like alondra and stuff it's like you see the enemy uh uh beyond oasis and stuff it's like you see the enemy uh you could go for uh go right there and attack them and stuff um and I think even Super Mario RPG did a little bit, uh, a little bit of it. Uh, but I think that also had a zoom in. Yeah, that also had a zoom in effect, but you were able to see enemies and be able to go in and fight that. Um, how well balanced casts work. Um, and I, like I did mention that, you know, the cast, uh, to some people are, is not strong, uh, for it. I believe it's very strong and the cast is well balanced. Um, throughout it because everybody they have their own journey and they have their own goal and uh it's a it, the way that they interact and handle situations it's just like none of them uh you know are coward enough to run away um they end up it ends up helping them build a friendship and ends up helping them uh, carry out to see things through. They, you know, Chrono he takes the sword, uh, and you know is really willing to risk his life and go ahead and save them, uh, and do what he needs to do to handle the task and progress it. And all of them are just trying to right what was messed up in time and save the world. In a sense, typical RPG back in the day, uh, it was saving the world. Um, naming your characters and or having them use the origin name. So yes, that is one thing that uh now you see a lot in RPGs is that um you were able to name your characters, and I believe they did this first in Final Fantasy three. Uh, I believe uh, or it might have been even Dragon Quest or some past games, but uh, I just remember uh for me personally uh having the name chrono 
And, you know, that kind of be the name for time in a sense. But, you know, being able to change my name and stuff and read your name in dialogue while people are having these talks and the AI or the NPCs is talking, you're having these interaction, interactions and they know you as a character in their game, but they state out your name. Great program. Uh, love that uh, and still to this very day you are able to name characters and there's some characters you're not able to name but having that ability to name your character is kind of influential because uh, once people who work into RPGs start getting into RPGs they kind of notice this thing so not so for a lot of people you got to kind of realize that Final Fantasy 7 may have been a lot of people's first RPG due to the word of mouth a lot of people back in the day they stayed away from Japanese RPGs from the Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis days they, they literally stayed away but as Final Fantasy 7 came upon us and RPGs started to expand and get a wider fan base People started paying attention and, real, and realizing stuff like this. So if they want to go back and play stuff in the past, like Chrono Trigger, they were able to do that. And it really finds some great stuff in those games. And, you know, name your character. Just like, wow, I didn't know this was back in the 16-bit days or the 8-bit days. I'm impressed. A lot of people are satisfied with it. You know, Chrono, Secret of Mana was another one for me that kind of did that. Um but Chrono Trigger, it was kind of just like you got these cast of characters and it was up to you. Did you really want to change their name uh, in your first playthrough? Or do you want to keep everything just the way that it is and go throughout this adventure with these characters and completely enjoy them for who they are? So uh, that's how you could kind of sometimes see the influential in other games and stuff like that. Um, and these mechanics and all of this stuff coming from Chrono Trigger, um, like I said, kind of affected uh, the Final Fantasy series, changing the name, um, sometimes just doing the side quests that uh, that may affect uh, how powerful you get or even may affect the game and how you handle battles. Uh, you know, Final Fantasy kind of had to... Uh, you know, when you get into the fights in Final Fantasy twelve, that was kind of a very big thing, making it feel like a uh, MMO, and that was kind of the first uh, evolution of the whole fighting mechanic. Like, yes, of course, MMOs has been have been out, but to make a a, a main title or a series title like the Final Fantasy series, um, to have that battle system come into a game like that and actually work that was kind of big for it so when i come back i'm gonna get to the last part of chrono, Tri chrono trigger is a historic game and i would actually give my answer um that is chrono trigger influential over the final fantasy series when i come back
So, Chrono Trigger is a historic game. Um, it changed the RPG and other video game genres. You still see um, a lot of the gameplay mechanics that is in um, a lot of games for um, for today. Um, and it has been years since that game came out. Uh, that it still is influential to a lot of people, and it's still kind of. Um, in a, like I said, in a way, it's still kind of exciting to see that something that was done back on a less powerful system continue to be used in a modern game. Um, you could say the same thing for uh, Metroid. Um, how well, Metroid and then Super Metroid. You know, Metroid introduced this labyrinth uh, kind of game style, and then Super Metroid kind of refined it and presented a story and made you and just made you feel not only like not only make you feel like a sci-fi thriller, but like make you feel like an explorer and you just want to continue and great level design and boss fights and everything. Very memorable. Um, probably for a lot of people, maybe super Metro is like the greatest game of all time. Hands down. Uh, no comparison, nothing, nothing would ever top it or beat it. You could have perfect tens all you want, but then you put that against super Metroid and what it has done. It's the high pillar of gaming. It kind of really overshadows Mario in a sense. Uh, but, um, Chrono Trigger had a balance of comedy and seriousness. Um, there was moments that you could laugh and the dialogue was kind of cute and fun and, uh, really good. But when it got really serious and really thematic and you really felt for the characters and you really wanted to help them at the opportunity that you could, it it was very heartwarming and very felt just it felt so good. Um, the dream team making a game that continues to have an impact on new players. Um, a remake will always be welcome, and you can see it in Lost Fear and Iron Setsuna. Um, you can see the active time battle coming to their to those games, and you can kind of get the idea of where Chrono Trigger can actually work. Um, so um, to give my final answer. Um, is Chrono Trigger influential over the Final Fantasy series? I have to say yes. I I truly have to say yes. The mechanics and some of the things in Chrono Trigger is still resonating today in games. Not saying that Final Fantasy isn't influential. That is a series. Um, Final Fantasy has done a lot for the video game industry. On telling grandier stories on showing that emotions and themes really matter when done correctly and you know Chrono Trigger as lighthearted as it is you know it served its purpose when it came out Final Fantasy 7 and even the just the Final Fantasy series in this in today still has a purpose and it's still really touch a lot of people it still makes people happy that a new game come out um a lot of people are still supporting it regardless of the, the people are not filling the game or they're not there's still side games that's coming out you got moogles that people still love chocobos people still go crazy for um just look at smash brothers on wii u alone when cloud got announced and how that alone broke the internet you know, Orin is still a favorite among people. Seeing him in 
Kingdom Hearts and stuff and seeing Cloud and stuff just and Sephiroth and still seeing of course Final Fantasy 7 but still seeing that people still love the Final Fantasy series it's great Chrono Trigger just kind of did something more and still to this day it's still kind of being used we're still seeing games that deal with time look at Quantum Break regardless of you like the game or not Rimley used uh, a time mechanic as its story um, and gameplay elements Chrono Trigger was the first one kind of to do that two different games two different genres but the theme of it being with time and stuff it's really good and then and Quantum Break ended like you know a TV show in it to watch that's really cool and of course, there's other games that deal with time and have time mechanics slowing down, going fast. Read for Joe, if you look at it, how you can slow down time. Um, Max Payne, you have the bullet time effect and stuff like that. Um, like, it's very interesting to see. Um, there is another one uh, that, like, uh, when you use time in a sense that you can age stuff or make it young, uh, things like that of that nature, it uh, it's just amazing to see. But I believe Chrono Trigger is a is very influential over the Final Fantasy series. Not all of the Final Fantasy series, in a sense, but if I had to, uh, if I was presented with this question. And I had to make an official decision. Final Fantasy VII would lose would lose to this battle. I believe Chrono Trigger is influential um, over it. Uh, but like I said, for some, it's still both. Um, I just feel like Chrono Trigger holds more weight over the Final Fantasy series. Just my opinion. And, and I know you guys have opinions too. And I would definitely love to hear them. You guys can email the show at myout2comments at yahoo.com. Let me know what you think. Um, is Chrono Trigger influential over the Final Fantasy series? Also, uh, you can hit me on Twitter at that retrocode and check me out there and let me know, uh, about this episode, what you guys think, uh, and make your points. Let me know why it is, why it isn't, maybe why it is both, or why it, maybe not, neither is them. And there's a different role playing game or a different, uh, yeah, a different role playing game. And I kind of want to keep it as an RPG kind of thing, um, of how that RPG affected, uh, Gains in in total. Um, you also can find me on uh ngrradio.com, uh, where I am with my crew there. We do a lot of content. Um, just recently, uh, the final episode of Pod and Play season uh three is available. It's the God of War. Um, I do want to give a heads up that the audio uh didn't uh didn't uh. Uh, record so i do apologize for that but guys just look at it um hopefully me and Corey will be able to fix that if not uh we do apologize but still watch season three of uh pot and play everything is out you guys will enjoy the 12 games uh we got pot and play season four we're going to be starting that soon and we got season five going to be trying to do that soon and we have the nindy showcase that you guys can check out also check out my other podcast arsenal x that i do with Corey and jesse 
check out Nintendo the power block that i do with Corey and jesse um also check out uh nurse gone platinum jason jeff and moose they got those guys hold uh host that and nurse gone rogue and b-sides uh with Corey, matt and moose you guys can check that out and other guests um we had like i said other shows ax plays pot and play nindy showcase trophy room and more uh on there um you can also check out the happy hour with johnny and deuce podcast on soundcloud itunes google play stitcher um like their facebook page and follow them on twitter at hh podcast show uh secret friends unite you can check out their podcast on podomatic itunes and stitcher like their facebook page and follow them on twitter at secret friends you and subscribe to their youtube page secret friends unite um nindy nation can be found on itunes and at the nintendovillage.com you can also find them on facebook and on twitter at nindy nation you can find nintendo domain at nintendo domain podcast.com uh youtube.com slash thing matter f-i-n-g-m-a-t-e-r and twitch.tv slash nintendo domain podcast also check out the devin the delvin cox experience and the skyward cast on itunes uh Sadly, we the game gamer cast. That was Sean Caprice. That was his podcast. As um he did a series finale, he have concluded that uh podcast. Uh, and congratulations to, to him and Chelsea. They end up having their second child. Uh, they actually had a uh, a girl. So really proud of them. Um, they are doing great. So uh, but you can check out we the gamer cast and kind of read up on what's happening to the other shows. Um, that's around them. Uh. Like I said, uh, you guys have a great week and a great weekend. Um, because Thanksgiving is coming up, I'm still am going to do an episode. Uh, so you guys will be receiving that next week. Um, so, but once again, thank you everybody. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. And before I go, kind of want to break down all the tracks that I play in this episode that you guys were able to hear. Um, my intro is re plus nighttime. That's my voice out. Chrono Trigger, Secret of the Forest, Contraband VGM, No Air, Chrono Trigger, Hip Hop, uh, that's simple. Uh, JTBS is the channel you guys can check out. Nuga, Xena, Zyber, Zom, 600 AD. Uh, that's Cletus 223, C-L-E-T-U-S. That's the chronology, uh, chrono, chronology, uh, oh, chronology, uh, uh, soundtrack you guys can check it out there sorry if i got the words messed up uh chrono trigger main theme metal cover by toxic eternity at toxic x eternity um chrono trigger scholars theme vocal remix by super shigi s-u-p-e-r-s-h-i-g-i she's a very great remix and this last one uh i of course uh since i played all the music from chrono trigger different tracks different sounds i kind of have to go back to the original version and this is chrono trigger too far away times ending theme soundtrack in the snes so everybody um also i'm sorry everybody check out world one one podcast at shopengine.com and on youtube unfortunately i'm not able uh to be on uh some episodes at this moment due to work um but i will be trying to leave little blurbs uh for it for you guys to listen to but you know check out larry and his crew everybody over there is doing a phenomenal job new episode is live um you can hear my uh latest blurb um but uh, i might not be on there for a few episodes due to work purposes um uh, but just want to give everybody heads up if they do check it out and they don't hear
hear me for a while um, for that. So with that, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Veterans Day for all the veterans who was able to celebrate it. Sorry, I didn't get to do that for last episode. But um, we're going out with Chrono Trigger to Far Away Times Ending Theme Soundtrack on the, from the SNES. Everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. And I'll see you next time on Optional Opinion. Peace.